question p Going so, uh, the needle drops Anthony Fantano called it one of the worst performances in SNL history Pitchfork labeled it as one of the best I don't know that for a fact if you're from Atlanta you likely stand it thought it was a wonderful show of southern rap if you're from the north you probably didn't understand what pushing P is what it represents who's P what are they pushing we're talking about Gunna and Future's SNL performance last Saturday on the SNL hosted by Jared Carmichael which is um, Gerard. Gerard. Y'all say Gerard. I say Jared. So I don't know who, how we know it's true. Which one is it? It's definitely Gerard. Okay, I so think he Ger- says Gerard. Yeah. Okay, so Gerard. Do you, do you guys think he's funny? You think he's funny? Yeah. Okay, wow. I'm not. Yeah. Dang. We didn't even. We're not gonna have Gerard. Gerard catch a stray. Because I was just asking. About... I think he's funny too. I was. I, I agree. I was just asking. Um, but Future and Gunna put, you know, they they performed at SNL. I guess Gunna was the actual performer, but him and Future did a couple tracks together. They did uh, one of which was Pushing P, and that performance has kind of gone viral in essence because people have some strong reactions to it. Um, namely Fantana, who called it one of the worst performances ever, which feels kind of harsh after watching it again. Still feels kind of harsh. But what are, what were you guys' takes on watching that performance? And did any of you watch it live? No, I watched his video and I was like <clears throat> I was like surely it can't be that bad and then I watched the performance and it was pretty bad so give us the essence of why it's bad describe the performance for those who may not want to interrupt their watching of this episode to go YouTube, you know find the YouTube link of, of that performance it's just like they just the part that struck me is there's a there's a moment where neither of them are rapping and they just stand there and like they have zero stage presence the only thing interesting happening on stage is the lights, which admittedly were very cool. But just like the lack of stage show. Better presence. Better than the Stone Mountain light show, if you ask me. It's just the lack of stage presence, the the song just not being that interesting. There's all there's like, there's a combination of things that just made it very bad, and like honestly, kind of laughable. So, so actually, no, you go ahead. You go ahead, Noah. Honestly, like. I don't know what people wanted to expect. Like, I don't know. I just like, you know, you said lack of stage presence. Like, that's just what they're like. They're just like, gonna say push and pee. You know what I mean? Like, really go t- girl. You know what I mean? It's like, go girl, give us nothing. That was them. That was them. I don't know. I, I just I hate when people defend things that aren't great as well. That's just them. That. that feels so toxic. No, I, I agree. Don't know, just like no, in it, any capacity. No, I agree. So toxic. I, I agree, but it definitely wasn't like as it just I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe I just don't expect anything from those guys, you know? Like I just like, oh it was bad. Eh, that's them. It's like when people you know, like like if people say, Man, this gun album suck, I'm like, what'd you expect? It's like <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just me. That's how I feel. I thought DS4 I like was kind of good. All right, well, I, I think my definitely thing some it, bangers on there. My thing with it is like I just didn't think it was as bad as people thought, partially because of what Noah's saying. They're not performers; they're rappers. Like you, you're, you, I don't know if you necessarily go to them to, to give you an amazing live performance. That being said, I think as a rapper who does live performances, maybe yeah. put a little bit more effort into it. <laughs> but I don't even think Gunna's that good of a rapper anyway. So, so you no, know, but he people, could. There's some people who bring you at the stake for saying that. Well, it's true. I mean, I don't. Wow. You know, I think it, I agree. I think now you said that they could have some dancers. They could have some. That's what I'm from saying. They're from Atlanta. They 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 Why run the strip clubs Put a yeah, put a do pole in the middle of the state. Get more creative with it. But it shouldn't have just been, you know, two guys standing there with this incredible light show behind them, but literally just standing there doing a little one-two piece. And mind you, the song is only like a minute 
two minutes two with minutes, Young Thug's verse. Young Thug wasn't there, so the full performance is like a minute and a half, and it's just them yeah. literally just rocking back and forth. But again, it, I didn't, I didn't think it was like one of the worst performances ever. I just, I just wish you know they could have invested a little bit more into the, into the instead maybe instead of the light show we get six dancers. Did y'all know they had a music video for this song? Yeah. And nobody talks about the music video because they're literally just standing there too. It's just them just standing there walking around. It's like I not think, even an impressive music video. I think it's up to us to raise the expectation for what these rappers do. Even if you can't dance, y'all need to do more to entertain us because this is kind yeah, of at least have more there. Which I guess what maybe what the light show was. But and yeah, I, I, I don't think know if I dancer, can say it was like I don't know if I can say it was one of the worst ever because I haven't watched everyone. But I can. I guarantee like, there's a worse one where there's like I can they confidently up. say that that was one of the most uninteresting. That's I mean, Ashley Simpson's performance still exists where she got caught lip syncing and then did like and Lana Del Rey. So. We need to do one of the worst like live awkward live TV performances. Honestly, that wasn't awkward. That was just like not good. But like it was just, not good. It was just stiff. They're just stiff. stiff. And yeah, I mean, stiff. I honestly look at Future more because I'm like Future. Yeah, it's like what's Future for like doing? 10, 12 years. Like, what do we do? You, you, you still, you still can't give me a one-two step on the stage. Bad song choice. Boom cack. Like nothing, it, nothing it, at all. Is it a bad song choice? No, because Pushing P is like a fun, high energy song that went viral. They just should have like, hey, I don't Young know Thug. if they just didn't care to put as much effort into it. Oh yeah, it. Young, Young Thug, Young Thug, Thug, Thug there, dodged sure. a bullet by not being there. So. He should have been there. He would have brought some Maybe energy. Maybe all three, like. they would have at least been, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing that that, that day? <laughs> Pushing P. You know, oh, like, man. they could have given yeah. us a little bit more. Anyway, I guess the takeaway from today's intro is, you know, we love our rap, our rappers, our, you know, our trap rappers, but give us a little bit more on the stage because now, like, dude, I'm not going to want to go to a gunna show because it's, dude, it's like, just do better. Just do better. First of all, the lights hurt my eyes. And then second of all, <laughs> give, you, give me a Wait little a bit more. Wait a second. Did y'all plan on going to a gunna show before this? I mean, if gunna was at a festival and I was at the festival, I'd watch Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all need to, and y'all need to understand these Gunna has a huge base. Like, don't no, oh, yeah, one of for the sure. selling rap albums this year. So people are gonna absolutely. Oh, I just want them to get more bang for their buck. That's all. Absolutely. On that note, welcome to the 97 Demo Podcast, where we talk the latest in music news, headlines, releases, and a whole bunch more along the way. Uh, I'm one of your three hosts, Namdi Iguan. We'll joined by Noah McGee, Avery Dalal. And uh, this is an episode that we were supposed to do last week. It's our monthly review roundup, our March review roundup. Of course, last week was all about the Grammys. So we ended up doing a live reaction to that. And we decided to just bunt this episode to this week since it actually tends to be one of our more popular releases uh, every month. Y'all seem to, to, to like it. Um, so we'll be talking four albums, Moto Mommy by Rosalia, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. I know Nigo. I know. You got it right. You got it. You got it. I know Nigo by Nigo and Crashed by Charlie XCX. Um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we have to start with the headline that I think was just, was just, everyone was talking about it. Was it like a day after the Grammys, maybe, or two days after the Grammys, Kanye says he's pulling out, or Coachella announced that Kanye dropped. Yeah. Reporting around that being that allegedly Kanye never really took it seriously to begin with. There wasn't any kind of big rehearsals. There wasn't really that much like of a dialogue. Drops out a month before. Um, the Grammys are stressed. I mean, the Coachella is stressed looking for a replacement. Um, and they land on the weekend with Sweet, uh, Swedish House Mafia, who I feel like Swedish House Mafia. They were on the song. They did a song with Weekend. Remember? They did a song, but I think they were already going to perform in some they were. capacity. Like, they I were going like to be on, on a... They were going to be on Friday, but then they pushed them to Sunday because they had a song together. So they were on Friday. It's Take yeah, My Breath, right? Or is it another one? Hmm? What did you say? 
Does it not take my breath away? Is it another? No, one? it's take my breath. Okay. No, it's a different. Oh no 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 no, 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 I just feel like this this makes a lot of sense. But you know, the the something I can appreciate that me and Avery have been talking about is Kanye was gonna be getting paid around eight million dollars, eight and a half million dollars to perform. And that was widely reported as, you know, Kanye just left all this money on the table. I guess someone in the weekends camp got wind of it and they said, Look, I want that exact same check. I don't care if you don't think I'm Kanye West, I don't care if he's been in the game a decade longer. But if y'all want me and he left y'all a month before this performance, y'all are here desperate, sweating, trying to find a good headliner then run me my money you already had it in the budget it was already allocated run me my money um gosh y'all think about well, the eight million dollars well, plus 500k just for production oh yeah, yeah give me that too i agree we can should get that but did y'all also see who was going to replace kind of like who they were considering like um uh who, silk sonic they were considering them but they said uh. they didn't have enough time to prepare um i think justin bieber might have been one of the replacement thoughts and Travis Scott, which is interesting, because remember he was he oh, dropped right. out because Travis Scott. I don't believe that. that. Was, where, where, that was, where's the source? That where's was in the, the team. That was that was in the reports. They were saying where's Travis Scott source? was considered TMZ. <laughs> TMZ. They were like uh, Travis Scott was considered, and it's crazy because in their Asher World thing, he dropped out totally. But they said they considered him again. But they said he said no. I think no, no, no. But, I think what it is is what I've seen. Wait, that's just, I, I don't know if I can. That, that's in the TMZ reports. I mean, I wrote about I it. I'm trying to find the TMZ report. I'm trying to. It's kind of crazy too, because when they announced the weekend and when the weekend I tweeted out the lineup with his name on it, they hadn't officially come to a Travis, deal yet. Sorry, Travis Scott was supposed to join Kanye on stage. Yeah. I've seen that. I have not seen Travis was supposed to replace or was considered as one of the replacements. Cause that would be wild. <laughs> that would be. I would have. I wouldn't even mad at it. Wouldn't be mad. But that you know that would have been kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah, I think it would have been weird too. Sorry, April. What were you saying? I was just saying that when they had tweeted out the lineup with the weekend's name on it, like officially announcing him, there was not a deal in place yet. <laughs> which is energy. which is crazy, and like the weekend was threatening to pull out, like with an hour's notice, is what the that's crazy article says. The first time I heard about it was when Weekend tweeted it out. Yeah. A and lot of people, that's, that's when most then. people did. Yeah. That's interesting. Crazy. So. Apparently, The Weekend and the Red Hot Chili Peppers were two of the people at the top of the list, too. Oh, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. At the time. Great. Yeah. Which is, Red which hot. is, yeah, they initially wanted Silk Sonic. I see that. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm, but Kanye, I feel like when he, when he had that like, whole Billie Eilish thing, by then we i was i was kind of over but either way i think this makes sense i'm happy the weekend was able to finagle his way into that fat check because every like you were saying i think there there was definitely strategy behind leaking it before this you know the contract was signed so maybe so the public everyone sees that we're all excited because the weekend someone who i think makes sense for a coachella set especially with this new pop wave he's in yeah and, and he has he had all the leverage yeah, and because he's going on tour with Doja, I'm sure he already has an entire set constructed yeah. that he can just oh, yeah, yeah. perform. Avery, control. you were wondering if Silk Sonic can carry a show? I, I was like, I, I, well, well, initially I was I thinking think, like by themselves, and then I was like, oh, they probably just play their own song as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was that's like, what I was gonna say, but them so as like, like the fit in. But so is it? I mean, yeah, but I guess they they each have their own discography. I get what you're saying. That album yeah. has eight songs. At but, first, yeah. I was like, 
no and i was like wait bruno mars is there so yeah exactly that's all <laughs> I, was like, I forgot bruno, bruno mars is part of it yeah and anderson pack still got his of course. arsenal love he has a little thing hey act like he would have been excited for anderson pack <laughs> i don't know i absolutely would i was just thinking i was like was naive i was like oh yeah they're, they're two both amazing artists i mean i don't know for me though i do think considering that crowd i think the yeah, weekend would have been a better a better good point good point but, but okay i guess let's move on to some of the new releases that came out over the last week uh some of the standouts for vince stables put out another album because that boy has been working ramona park broke my heart um we also had an album from five year foreign jack white uh Sid of the internet and then some singles from jack harlow bnj cole uh Pusha t pharrell and jay-z chloe what were you guys listening to no all i listen to was the staples man uh, I really enjoy this album. I don't know, man. Somebody tweeted this, and it's like we're kind of—it's kind of awesome that like Ben Staples and like it's in the middle of his prime, and he's like putting out some great work, and maybe not on the same level as like an artist like Tyler, who we talked about, who's been like on a great album run. <laughs> maybe not on that level, but like from FM to last year's album to this one, I think he's been on a little run. This is like his best little run of like music he's put out, in my opinion, and I really enjoy this album, man. He has a I know he didn't see on the last album, but he's he has catchy hooks. Like on FM, he had like some catchy hooks on there, and on this one, he has catchy hooks too. And man, Vince gets deep, man. That dude is that man gets deep on these albums. But uh, I really how would you this say one. sonically this compares to uh, the Vince Staples self-titled album from last year? It's still really chill. It's, he's still in that chill, really chill vibe. But I think he has more like up. It's more a hooky. Like there's more hooks on here because on the last one there wasn't a lot of hooks. It'd be him just like saying the name of the song or something like that but this one you know he has more hooks like lemonade obviously magic that was a, that was a single he released uh paper cuts that was another one so um lemonade i feel like is the one that could be like a a single another single too because it has like um uh, who's a ty dollar ty dollar sign yeah and that that one's really good but um yeah man but he still has, very like west coasty california really um, oh my and i love like that like yeah DJ Quick. Oh, man, I love that. Oh, I love that. The last one didn't feel like as West Coast, even though obviously Vince is going to bring that, but this one's like super, super, super West Coast, and I love it personally. I wonder who produced it. Do you know? Let me see. Let me see. There's multiple producers, but I think, obviously, um, Kenny Beats had heavy production on here again. Um, let me look up the... Mingo. Someone named Mingo worked on it. Producer named Mingo. Shout out Mingo. You know, doing your, doing your thing. Whoever Mingo is. Shout La- out to Lakeen, you. Lakeen Taylor. Well, you know, I wonder if that's, I don't know who that is. Okay, but then, you know, I, I always, now that I'm- I like, enjoyed it. It clicked yeah. in my brain that whenever there's a song that I really like because of how it sounds, I should probably credit the producer more than that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, ah, oops, okay. Um, Avery, what about you? There's this new Maggie Rogers song called That's Where I Am. I'm obsessed. It is so good. Yeah, I've been a fan of Maggie Rogers in the past. Like, not like a huge fan, but I've liked her stuff. But I don't know, there's something different about this song. It's more like- it's just a banger like it's so good i love it this one is uh tough for me because there were so many songs that i liked but i think i have to go with london by bfb j cole because well, that song that song's a hit that's kind of i can already you know top the new season of top boys on netflix you know if you oh yeah you know you know we about to be back in our you know black uk back in it you know bro hey brother over here bro you know and london is a perfect soundtrack you feel to you know help me stay calm because you know how do you feel about home. 
J Cole doing a little British thing on there. Like he, he had. I like accent. if Drake if Drake could do it, why can't J Cole do it? And I, I think get, it works because the song is called London, and it's just the way they're, they're the way they're 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 like verses are structured. It is is a really catchy catchy. I agree because he, he, he doesn't he doesn't abuse it. Go ahead. This he is doesn't the second like song does. that J Cole's featured on called London. Oh yeah, the London. Oh yeah, yeah with uh, the London uh, with Young Travis Thug. Scott. And, oh wait, uh, right, right? Wasn't Young Thug yeah. all that? Yeah. yeah. Oh for real? Oh, I don't remember that. Dang, you can so meet me in the London. Well, that was they're both hits. And I feel like I just want to shout out Bia because I've been I remember Bia's last album when that came out last summer. I was a big fan of that. And she had that song Basito with G Herbal that I like. But she's now has features with like J. Cole, Nicki Minaj, uh G Herbal. Like she's collecting a wide array of really big features for I, someone who really only sort of burst onto the mainstream scene like a couple years ago. Yeah, That's I was gonna cool. say that, which is crazy because I feel like she's been around for a minute. Cause she was signed to Pharrell's uh imprint like in a while ago. And I was like, where has she been? Because I remember on other stuff, but like it's pretty good to see in the last couple of years to kind of pop off. That just speaks to like how long it can take to like get something going and get some Doja. traction. Look yeah, Doja. Doja was but she's on her been even, third album by the time I she agree. Like popped, you know. But I feel like even Bia's even been out longer because she was on that uh, Sisterhood of Hip Hop. Remember that that reality TV show? I think Bia was on that. Remember that show? Do y'all remember that show? Sisterhood I remember the show. I don't remember Bia. Uh, I'm pretty like, sure Bia was on that show. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah she was. Just, she was. She was on it. Like a super long time sometimes. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, respect to respect to the people who who maintain the work. First yeah, two she seasons. got signed. Damn. She got signed in 2014. So like, yeah, it can it can take it can take a minute. Take a minute. Yeah, I agree. I also want to ask y'all about "Treat Me" by Chloe because I I mean I like that song. I was a fan. I I, I like Chloe's new single she's been doing. This song felt felt very like um. I can tell she's probably trying to find the one that like this pops because this and this feels like it could be it. I just I get surprised every time she puts something out and people aren't talking about it more. I'm like, this is catchy. I don't get why this wouldn't be like. Honestly, I'm just wondering where the album is. She's not going to do. They're, they're going to do singles for a minute. You think so? You think they're? Yeah. So one single this year. I mean, last year, another one this I year. I think and then like ideally they want to look at Normani. I think ideally they want to do singles, show that she can do it. Like maybe find one that really takes off before announcing like a full blown. I'm trying to show and prove. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Good point. The yeah, I thought was, it was the good. Song was really good. I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Chloe just. Chloe has a lot of enthusiasm, man. A lot of charisma. The video was really good too. Shout out to her. Yeah, so she's very talented. So Beyonce putting her to work, man. You feel me? So <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, another song I really liked. I mentioned it to you guys. Taco by IDK. I remember listening to this song. I was like, man, this sounds like a great K Trinata beat. Dang. And then I look at, yeah. but then I look it up and it's like, oh, by K. It's like, oh yeah, K Trinata Kid. I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> K Trinata just doesn't miss now. So this song's a hit. At all. It's a hit, man. Oh man, yeah, this song's great. I love that song. Taco by DK. And also, this is random. Schoolboy Q dropped a song out of nowhere. Soccer Dad. I love that song. I, yeah, and really I, if this is the new direction Schoolboy is taking, I am well, here. It's just so groovy and kind of like has a funk feel to it. Well, that's it. a that's another thing too, because he's like a he's like in a whole different space now, dude. Like he just did a commercial with Nike about with Tiger. I was like, dude, this dude's like on another level now. He's a like, dad and he's embracing it. I, I'm here for it. He's Big on his fan. golf tip. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about what he does next. He feels like he's in a whole nother. No more gangster rap from Schoolboy Q. <laughs> this yeah, is cool. this is the type of growth I, I be wanting to see from Pusha T, which I'll be calling me. I mean, I said, which I'll be calling me a hater. So I'm saying, so I'm saying. Hey, man. 
similar path. Hey man, hey man. You got Pusha T. Speaking of Pusha T, I I mean this song was cool. It was cool. I liked it. It's, it's uh, you know, I just Pharrell's kind of not missed for me for a minute. Like all the features he's done lately, I've been a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, Pharrell's J- like y'all gonna y'all gonna remember. Pharrell's like y'all gonna remember. And one was like, no, no, go go ahead. I was gonna say on the song, everyone's like, I saw on social media, everyone's like, Jay Z goes so hard, dude. and I listen to the song, and he's like, just very chill. I was That's just why- about to say that, and oh like gosh. his content <laughs> matter. Talking about him and Nas, it's like, it's like they're still, of course, the rappers, but I just sometimes find it funny that the material they're rapping about are things that happened like 20, 25 years ago, and it's like, bro, this ain't a beef that we still real estate. He's talking, about, you know, people saying that if it wasn't, if Biggie was here, Jay wouldn't be it. But if Biggie was here, we'd have got the commission. It's like, bro, like I went alive when Biggie got got, you know, like rest in peace, Big. But that, you know, it's time, you know, maybe. Well, that's I, I don't well, know what I expect. It's just sometimes like funny. That's another thing too. Like even though I do love Pusha T and all these guys too, like, and I think somebody Pusha T mentioned this when he did uh, his interview with Breakfast Club when that uh, his last album dropped. It's like he makes adult contemporary dra- trap music, like. He makes that trap music for like people in their 40s and stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Like people that, li- you know, like yeah, you were exactly. talking about, I wasn't there for big. Like, even though I do like his music, people that are like older and understand those references, they're like, oh, this is my ish. So like our uncles that are like 35, 40, 45, they're like, oh man, I love this stuff, man. This is, this is heat. You know what I'm saying? Even though we think it's good, they really think it's heat. You know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. understand that stuff, the re- those references. So, And I think that's a really good point. We're not always the target audience. Maybe I'm self That's a thing. That's another thing too. But even though I am a fan of Pusha T, but I feel you. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, oh, Jay-Z went so hard. And I listen to like Big Pimpin. I'm like, no, Jay-Z went hard on that song. Because... The song that he's since disowned. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But it's one of his biggest hits. And then, but you know, on this song, he's just kind of like talking. It's Jay Z. Um, you know, people gonna hype up anything. Yeah, I love Jay Z. But... Jay Z said, "Man, uh, I saw my Benz. So he be like, oh, you him spin that game, man. He's like, you him spin that game. I bought a billion dollar company. He's like, oh, y'all, y'all hear him spin it that game? Okay. That, They're that, funny, bro. That black excellence, man. Y'all hear he that said, black like, excellence? Yeah, he was like, I could put your mansion on my wall. Yeah, literally. Oh, man. Notes. Oh, notes. he's been gay, man. Y'all better listen. He's been gay. <laughs> well, what was right. that? What's that? Wasn't that a line on 444? He said, I'm giving y'all a million dollars worth of game for $7.99. Yeah. That was a good line. That was good. But, uh, but yeah, that's what people, <laughs> Jay Z, man. Jay Z fans are out of control. Jay Z's funny, bro. <laughs> he is funny. But he don't even know it. <laughs> he really doesn't. But, uh, y'all ready for the review roundup? Um, I like yeah, for the record. We just straight up didn't even talk about Jack Harlow, but we'll get to him no. later. Don't oh, no, 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 don't fret. We'll get oh, to him later. Oh, okay. see, okay. hey, no hate, Jack. Hey, no hate, Jack. That's called a deep tease. Shout out to um, But yeah, review roundup time. Four albums that we have already introduced Moto Mommy Rosalia, Melt My Eyes, Your Future Denzel Curry. Um, I Know Nigo by Nigo and Crash by Charlie XCX. We wrote about all four of these albums uh, in our last newsletter. So go check that out. If you're more of a reader, not a listener, you can definitely go check that out. Ooh, I like uh, that. Multi-platform. Like multi-platform. That. There you go. Um, and you can find our scores there as well, but we decided to bring it to life for you this week. So where are we starting, ladies and gents? Oh, we, I guess we can go in this order. Oh, what was our first one? Oh, 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 I like this. I like this. I like this. Um, so I'm so used to having genius stuff that this isn't helping me. Oh, I can. Now he's like, wait, this is uh, this is different. Right I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, Motomami was Rosalia's uh, latest release. Uh, March eight came out March 18th. It's by, of course, the Spanish singer songwriter. Um, and just 42 minutes of straight reggaeton, full 
Spanish flavor, some flamingo in there. You know, she really takes you takes you out and about. Um, so, what do you guys? I mean, I feel like we've talked. To, me and Avery have talked a lot about it, but I'm curious to hear just one. I write about this. I think when you're an album that's a Spanish a Span, Spanish language album releasing an English English speaking market, you have this added task of like, how do I get people to like this when they can't really understand what I'm saying for sure. And that really translates to the way your song sounds, not only the production, but like your flows, your structure, the structure of the verses, things like that matter to so much more. And I think that's why I like this album so much because Rosalia really excels there. Just the way all the songs are like shaped, like the way they're formed, the, the, the decisions about when to have the beat drop or to when to have that switch up or to when to, you know, how, how that verse should sound. All that is, is brilliant. And it makes it so that even if you don't know what she's saying per se and don't want to do the added task of searching for translations, you can still really, really enjoy this album. I totally agree. I mean, I think with any album, not every album, but you know, you can be transported somewhere. Like on a smaller scale, like I had Nazomatic as my project of the week last last week, and I was like, with that album, it transports me to like New York. And I said this in my uh, in my uh, newsletter. I was like, with Rosalia, she transports you to some. You know, obviously she's really inspired by like Japanese culture and anime and whatnot, and she transports you to some futuristic thing. You know, and I mentioned Cowboy Bebop because it gives me that kind of feel, this futuristic world where people are traveling from planet to planet, clubbing or doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? And that gives you the exact type feel, you know what I'm saying, with this album, which is not an easy task to do. To be like uh, visually transported somewhere and feel like you're in another place is not an easy thing to do. But she does that, even though I don't know one word she's saying. Obviously, I've read the translation, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm really impressed by her. I'm really impressed by her on some of these songs. Um, particular. I don't know if we want to get into songs yet, but uh, yeah, that's that's my opening thoughts. Like the way she was able to transport you somewhere is really impressive and not an easy thing to do. That uh, a lot of artists can't do because it's kind of hard to like visually take you somewhere else. But uh, yeah, she did it in my opinion. Yeah, it's just like the music itself is so interesting and like she touches so many different like genres. I feel like throughout this album, to where like the thing that made her popular being flamenco music is like really only one of the songs on here which is yeah. like just so fascinating yeah i was gonna ask her voice oh my god her voice oh, i was gonna ask that amazing that's i was incredible. gonna ask that yeah i was gonna ask her, i'd be like if somebody is like yo i'm really interested in getting to rosalia music i feel like this isn't the album to get into like this is not the first your intro album you want to like to get a perspective of like what her career has been like i don't know why wow. like, album was the her last album was the one that got her like really popular called El Mal Carrer, but I don't know. I feel like this one is the one I would probably recommend. Yeah, it's I think like... I'd probably recommend this. It sounds oh, no. fun. It's a fun I enough... Agree. I, I agree. I was just going to ask, like, for somebody that, like, I know, like, for me, maybe maybe this is, like, because obviously this is my introduction to Rosalia, but, like, for somebody that's like, man, what's her music been like? Is this, like, a good representation of what her career has been like as, like, music? Or, is, like, did they, was she no, leading up no, to this? I don't think so. Like, I think this is, this is the most versatile... I've seen okay. her. Like, I guess what she was like really known for prior to this was like modernizing flamenco music. That's what. Like, so some of the these, songs are. Yeah, and taking these like old, like the older classical sounds and kind of like modernizing it with like uh, more like current production, um, and especially on like El Mal Carrera is like telling a story throughout. But this is just like I don't know. This feels like a really great pop album, I guess. 
Yeah, I think, and I think she's always been very high concept. Like even that last mm-hmm. album, Elma Curve, was very high concept, and it equally, yeah. I think, explored different styles. Even though I think it leaned more like flamenco, to your point. But I think on this, you still have songs like uh, is, is Bularias the flamenco song on here? Yeah, that that's one I rep- think of. Yeah, so I think you still get that. I would recommend this honestly, just because like you can you can get into this easily without knowing anything she's saying solely on like the energy of it alone, you know, yeah. and. That's something that I feel instantly stands out to me. I mean, and even just talking about like the style choices here, we can talk about like La Fama, who mm-hmm. me, I grew up in Atlanta and I grew up around a lot of Spanish speaking friends. A lot of my friends are from Latin America, very close to all of them. And when I heard La Fama, it made me instantly think of when I went to a quinceanera once because I was like, this is, this is that kind of music and it transported me there. And I don't know. I just like the fact that she's able to capture so many different styles. And I think that's bachata music, but so I, th- I like she was able to capture so many different styles across this like project. And then, you know, she has songs like that that are very much so reflections of like very popular Spanish and Latin American like uh, sonic styles. And then we also have like Chicken Teriyaki, which is just like a pop, like uh, kind of reggaeton pop song. You know, you have songs like, um, What's another like uh, cute, which is like uh, uh, samples that um, cute. Remember that, meme? remember that meme though, like one, two, three of that man counting. Because oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was funny. He samples that and like it just has fun with it, you know. And then you of course have hentai, which we all talk about. Which if you know what hentai means, you know what hentai means. It's gonna one of the most long. unique songs this year, I so far this year. It's but so I, good. I love well, songs that have that like contradict. Like well, yeah, I agree. Because like no. when you hear hentai, you're thinking something raunchy, something that's going to be n- not maybe not bombastic, but something that's going to be you would high energy. Yeah, something bombast, raunchy. Yeah. yeah, something raunchy. Something really. I'm thinking of like that. Um, this is a bad. This is bad. Y'all gonna laugh at me. Remember that Megan song with that guy where it's disgusting, but it's so oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, it's like something like that. Like, something what like was it called that? sexual intercourse? Isn't that what that's it, It's called? so ridiculous. But hentai is so beautiful you hear you're like man she's this is some love like i said i was like if you hear this and you didn't hear like the name of the song you think this is some love ballad or something like literally that. Like, you're gonna put this on your romance playlist not knowing exactly trying exactly. to say come to the back let's you know let's get this it, on and pop. Oh, oh my gosh like if you <laughs> oh my gosh like if i play for my parents they'll be like oh this is so beautiful i don't know what she's saying this is so beautiful it's like yeah just read the lyrics and it's pretty it's pretty nasty. uh pretty nasty but uh i love that i love that that's, that's like, a standout song for sure I think for me, for me, it's like, I just love songs or anytime like there, you can find that sort of like big contrast in a song. So whether it's like super deep lyrics on like a bubble pop beat or like, you know, like a, someone screaming over like, a, I don't know, just it, when, when emotions clash. And I think this is a good example of, of that, you know, cause you have this slow piano and her beautiful voice that, that almost sounds like ethereal whole time the lyrics of it were disgusting (laughs) in a good way though and you know it's like it it just works it works and i i really easily the standout song for me easily yeah i agree i i I like the high like energy songs in here like sayoko and chicken teriyaki and but i I think it really shines in like the slower songs just because like i don't know i i really cannot get over her voice and this is you know i've been a fan of rosalie for like some years now but and every time I hear her sing and like get into that like really high register, it's just so impressive. Every time. can I be honest? Can I be honest real quick? Although hentai is one of my favorites because it's slow. I when she went slower on some of the songs, but she does do it a lot. But honestly, I wanted her to keep the energy throughout all this, and that's yeah. like I kind of one of my 
that's one of my like digs at it. I don't think I mentioned that in my newsletter, but like, I don't know, man. I was like, man, I don't need the energy. Mm-hmm. I need the energy. I was kind of like on a high, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, she's she's bringing it. And Hentai is a good one because, like, honestly, I like that song more of like the concept. The song's great too, but the concept of it is amazing. But like, I don't know I just wanted her to keep the energy, which well, she did. But the dips in it, and I understand you have to have some variance. I get it. I understand it. It's not a bad thing, but that's one of my personal like digs at the album. I just wanted the energy throughout the whole thing. You feel me? And yeah. obviously, the last song is one of the things where like it's going down. Obviously, it's the last song. We want to bring you down, but uh, you know, that's just one of my that's one of my one of my digs. But uh. I definitely I was, understand yeah. it for people that have found the variance in it and whatnot. I kind of feel that to a degree. Like, I think Como and G is one song that was, all, I want to say it was that one. I hope it is. That was also kind of slow. And I found yeah. I didn't like it as much as I did Hentai. Like, of all the slow songs, the one that I really liked is Hentai. I'm not sure there's another slow song that was like. I'm with you. I can, I can get, you know, that I remember super duper well. But that's mm-hmm. not to say that I disliked any of them. Just that, like the songs that kind of caught my attention a little bit more that on that on cube I can remember is like Saoko because I can remember Saoko Papi Saoko like that's easy or like even Candy which I guess was still relatively kind of slower but also a great song like La Fama Big and Teriyaki like you remember the songs that are like you know that are high energy a little bit more yeah Um, yeah and I guess that was kind of one critique I had yeah I guess another critique is that this was I, I did a little bit of reading into her interviews and you know she she, this was marketed as her most personal album yet and i think even with the english translations into account and understanding that there may be some nuance lost in it for me fair it didn't really feel that way i'm with you too as a super deep like most personal you know like hentai as we described it you know on our way she they like it's marketed as like i know it's like female sexuality and femininity and it's like I, you know, with you. So was WAP, you know? So, yeah, you know, cool. I agree. I think, I think it's tough because sometimes when we think of, I know mom, I'm kind of with you on that. Cause like when we think of like personal, we think of like personal stories, like something really specific, you know, like yeah. if J. Cole tells like, uh, you know, to go back to like something we, we know, like J. Cole talking about him losing his virginity. That's something I think of like personal, like a personal story that's really specific. She doesn't do that. I wonder but, if hentai may be that and I just that's not true. picking up. And maybe, and that's fair because, you know, sometimes, and, and, you know, translations can, you know, miss some nuance in what she's saying or, you know, stuff like that, which is fair because we don't know who's actually doing these translations, like if they know the exact everything she's saying. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. But, you know, maybe, Avery, maybe you can speak better to this, but um, what do you, how is this, you know, how's this album compared to her other albums in terms of like her, her being personal? From like what you've read from like English translations, obviously. Honestly, I don't really come at it. You're saying, I, I don't sort of, care, right? I, yeah, I don't really come at it in like that sort of critique because like when I'm listening to it, I'm not trying to like translate, decipher uh, yeah. what she's saying while she's that's saying fair. it. I'm just kind of listening fair. to it as like a sound. Kind of lost. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I think this one feels more accessible than her other albums just because like, like Navi said, how high concept the other albums were. Um and do y'all so like the weekend like, feature i love yeah it. like the weekend feature. Really there's good. like james blake shows up on this thing like oh, oh really yeah on I diablo credited vocals on uh on diablo yeah like, really? he wrote on a lot of this and he uh come on g as well he wrote on that yeah. really yeah and pharrell What's... i think has a hand in some of this yeah he too. did like, he did uh he did the title track right title track with the title track and he, and he helped produce uh right and the neptunes produce hentai Dope, so, dope, dope. I think Spike Jones directed the video for Hentai. I think there's like the collaborators she has on here are very 
like really crazy cool. and i feel like yes yeah, yeah. i found it from like the way i like to listen to like i guess music that i of the lyrics i don't understand is just like i really have no notes for this album That's I, fair. I genuinely very love this album means i was a fan of so so let's go ahead and talk our scores since luckily we already we already have them so i'm gonna think live um i gave it an eight because again i was very impressed by the album i had i'm learning that a nine and a ten are just very very high marks to get and i you know i feel like they're almost rare but this is a very good album i had you know my little bits of notes but i think it was, it was yeah. very i enjoyed it a lot so that, that's why i went ahead with the eight yeah i give it a nine because it reaches those bars for me I just I think it has like variants of sounds that just like I can listen to in really any mood, and uh, I think the the fact that she's able to achieve that is just so impressive. I can't think of one song I don't like on this album. So that's good. Hey, Nambi, I'm with you too. Like the album really has to blow me away. I think seven's a little harsh. I think seven and a half is better because I'm not as high as Nambi and Avery, but I do think I'm really impressed by her. And I said this too. It's not like something I could see myself going back to, but I'm so impressed with what she's doing, which. I'll discuss like it's kind of a relation to like what Charlie XCX did like in opposite way which we'll talk about but um I'm so impressed with what she did on here um so I'm gonna give it a seven but I think seven and a half is may- maybe more appropriate but I'm gonna I'm I'm stick to a seven though stick to our score our, which, our combined uh, score would be and I like our score eight out of ten I like that score I like eight out of ten as a score I really think that's a fair score for us um I think that's good that's not I don't want to give it away but I think that's a good score yeah and now, how do you feel about the score? I know you're big on like the overall score, you know, like how we, uh, how we feel. Half. I kind of wish I, it, it was an eight, eight and, and a half, half average, really? but you know, it's like, okay. I mean, a seven, you said it yourself. I think a seven's a little bit too low for me, but I, yeah, I, I kind of felt harsh with my eight, but I think really? I think that's a fair score. You know, see, every all have, that's what makes the beauty of the pod. Like we, you know, we yeah. bring our yeah, own sure. unique minds and. For sure, for sure. No Scoring's tough, y'all. Scoring's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. Uh, I guess the second project on our list is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. I want to say this is his, what, third or fourth, third, al- third album? Third, I think. Wow. Let's look it up. Third, Let's do I, the I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident it's third. His third I don't know, man. He has project. a lot. I know, but you know, some people be having mixtapes and EPs. Yeah, and- I don't know. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. I don't know. Like his fifth, maybe technically. His fifth. Okay. Yeah, three. He has yeah, a lot. Excuse me. He this has a lot fifth. on Apple Music, but I don't know what he counts as like an official. I'm gonna say it's his fifth. Oh. This is a uh, fifth album yeah. by Denzel Curry, um, which is sort of insane because for some reason Denzel Curry is one of those artists that's been out for a while, but in my head it just doesn't register as long as it's been because Ultimate was all the way back in 2015. I had to remind myself of that the other day. Um, but anyway, he came with uh, My Eyes to Your Future, which is a much more, I feel, toned down Denzel Curry than you, what you may be accustomed to. Um, and it's, uh, he in his own words, says it was inspired by what's going on in the world uh, and films by infamous Japanese director Akira Kurosawa. That's actually very fascinating. Um, and, you know, Japanese I don't know. influence here. Yeah, a lot of Japanese influence. But... I'm interested to hear what you guys thought about this project. I know how I felt. I saw on Twitter before I even listened a tweet I saw from my Kanye West Stan account that I asked you guys about off 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 pod was um someone saying Denzel's album is what I always oh, yeah. a whole album to to sound like. And I was like now and then I think that was kind of hate, but I do understand no, that's, why that's, that's someone a hater take. say that. That's a hater take. Honestly, it's just, there, it's just cause he had a slow, you know, slow, soulful samples with some variety here and there. And he was rapping sort of still very distinctly through that. 
I think, I, you know, I don't know. But what, what, I don't know. What? I don't know. I, Denzel, I love Denzel, too. But J. Cole's been doing that forever, and he's been doing it well. So, like, yeah. what are we talking about here? But whatever. I think somebody, I think they're trying to talk about stylistically because, like, their voice, they're just different stylistically. Like, they don't sound the same. I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, I really enjoyed this album. From when I first heard the single Walking, when did that come out? Did that come out, a year, uh, did that come out this year or, like, earlier, yeah, it was late this last year. year? It was, like, a few this weeks year? ago. That's crazy. Wow. Walking. Um, was that the first single? I think that was the first single. When I heard this single, I was extremely impressed. Extremely impressed from Denzel Curry. And Denzel's an, you know, a really good uh, artist. But um, yeah, man, the first time I heard Denzel, I remember was, he's been around for a long time, dude. Like, it's been almost 10 years. Like, I heard him. He was hanging out with, like, yeah, I remember I used to be a big Joey Badass fan. <laughs> he was, like, going on tour with him and stuff like that, like, in 2012, 2013. And this dude is, like, this street rapper from Miami talking about busting them guns and all that stuff and now like his transition to like here even everything in between that like avery like zoo you guys mentioned that one that's like a loud crazy album that's really miami vengeance based. that project he had is vengeance. On, or i think it's on yeah. it's on other way still yeah he has, he has a, he has a lot and now to like get here will like melt sessions featuring robert glasper the pianist it's like pretty impressive you know um so yeah just just i'm just really impressed by it like his growth and Namdi mentioned this, this is Namdi's word, uh, maturity on here. Yeah. Um, really impressed by Denzel and I really enjoyed this album. It came across throughout the whole project. Um, and I do want to say, as we, as we are referencing the fact that this is so notably different, that is intentional. Um, he did a, he had an interview where he, you know, he used to have these alter egos that sort of explained why he was so hype and yelling because, you know, it was, it was a different character. And he said, I'm not trying to be any of those personalities or any of those people. I'm Denzel. I'm a human being. I have feelings. And, uh, this album was supposed to represent him going in a different direction and a very intentional end of an era. So mm. I think that makes sense of the context because you start with Melt Sessions 1, which is assisted by Robert Glasper, incredibly talented pianist, and I think he's so good by producer in general. And to me, this immediately represented that turn because for the first time, it almost it felt like a diary entry. And I don't think I've seen Denzel Curry get this deep or vulnerable. Ooh, role. I like that. I'm talking about, you know, find that term in my newsletter. Go check that out. 97demo.substack.com. I like that um, diary but entry. It's, it's like you have him talking about sort of like fallen friendships. You know, and there's a line about how his best friends don't, you know, he doesn't even talk to his so-called best friends anymore. I um, mean, he's talking about the, in, you know, industry challenges, uh, talking about just sort of like how does everything is this sort of difficult so some of the challenges he's faced over the last couple of years and i hadn't seen him get that so directly personal in a mm -hmm. while um and it was it was kind of refreshing it was very refreshing and i think that sort of the, it, it made so much sense that he started with that because that sort of was the theme of the entire project him saying no i'm gonna tell you how it is we can talk and i don't think he makes himself look perfect either i think he also acknowledges some of his flaws a lot as well mm -hmm but just so sort of insightful and introspective. And that's something that I really, really liked about this project. And I think it was summed up in that song, like quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned in my little blurb that like, it's been so gratifying watching him like grow. And I think this this feels like such a good balance between like the hype kind of louder stuff that he used to do and like his goal of like being a little more introspective and quiet and uh yeah it was just such a good mix throughout this whole album and i think yeah like Nandi said it's very summed up well on that first song mm -hmm. yeah i'm totally with you and i think that's another thing too when singles are on the album they work so much better and walking even is like 
hits even more on this album. You know what I'm saying? Like with what he's talking about, like I've been walking through this. Like, oh man, it's yeah. Just, I'm a big. I really like that song a lot. That's that's still one of my favorites. But get into like other songs that like um, you know album cuts and whatnot. And I think this is all one of our favorites. Uh, Troubles. Mm, I really, that was really a single actually. That was a, I, I don't I don't I don't remember. That's the thing. I didn't I didn't hear the single. I didn't hear it when it first came out. I just heard it on the album, and that's mm-hmm. another one I really really enjoy it. and i remember when it first came i was like t-pain he could go man but t-pain made it work man he made it work it's so good. he made it work man and i love oh that's another thing about denzel even though these beats are really um are really chill you know soulful you know heavy on the uh heavy on the samples and whatnot he very he has that gruff voice and especially on trouble he's like i put my because in the huddle it's like i love that he energy sounds, in his voice he's so good exactly like no matter how chill the beat is there's so much energy in his voice and he's so gruff with it and oh i love i love him on that song so much he's so good on there and that's like the epitome of like him being like just a lot of energy to whatever he's on i just oh, i love that i love nc so pain sounds great T Pain sounds good too. Shout out to T Pain, man. He's been, you know, T Pain's been having a little resurgence in terms of like his personality, you know, coming out. You know, he has a little podcast. Shout out to T Pain. He twitched. I also, before we even get past, oh yeah, oh yeah, Tom, we're talking (laughs) about next. But I also really like John Wayne. Oh yeah, I like the production of that and the way it sounded a lot. And I just like the decisions they made. The decisions they made with that, it felt very unique and like a standout on the album in that sense. Like it, I like that he called it. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, I like that he called it John. I love Mental too. Um, so let's go and talk about the song I know all y'all want to talk about, Ain't No Way, uh, which yes. featured Six Black or Black, Josiah, Jid, Kitty Cash, Powers, uh, Pleasant, and Rico Nasty. So this song is a it's a it's a great song. It's a banger. I don't think anyone can 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 deny that. I think it's it's a high fun probably is it would you say it's like the most high energy this project probably gets? Yeah, the first half is definitely for sure. Um, I think most times, yeah. And everyone sounds really good. My one slight for this, and I wrote it down, is I don't like Rico Nasty's verse, but that was just, and that's not oh hey, you know Rico Nasty's gotten a lot of praise on. I this know podcast. I was about to say a lot of people Rico Nasty got to be, you know, we 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 when we love something we love it, and you know we normally don't talk about it when we don't, but I just for me that was a notable thing. Every time I listened, I felt that was sort of. It is it, every it just sort of threw me off every time because everyone else just seems so kind of just. You know, it's different, and it feels like you know, you know, going at it, and it sort of gives me like a. It is. It felt like there was like the energy, kind of just like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know because Rico Nasty got energy. It is for me that just there was there was something there that kind of threw me off whenever I would hear her verse. This is random, but Rico Nasty and Denzel Curry have a song called um, "Art of War" together, and it'll make you want to punch a brick wall. Like it's oh, little, I know because that they've, done, they've worked well together. Do. Yeah, yeah. I so think I, I agree with you, Navi. I feel like. I, if we had to like pick like the weak verse, unfortunately, I, I, I think it would probably be Rico. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, I, the thing is like, that's another it's thing too. Though. Like, it's not bad. Jid, that's the thing. That's what I was gonna say. Jid and Jid and uh, Denzel have such incredible verses, like on the second that's half. That's like, that's really what it is. Like that's yeah. really what it is. Like it's an, like if if if, if uh, Rico Nasty's verse was just like a separate song, I think oh that was a banger. That was she had energy. You know, I just think the thing is like those second verses from Denzel and Jid are so so good. So I think she was just there for the energy, which is why I was shocked when the, cause you know, I don't know how you guys do this. When I first listened to an album, I kind of don't look at the track list. I kind of like just let it go. So like mm-hmm. when people pop up, I'm kind of shocked. But um, when that came on, I was like, oh, okay, this is a good song. And then it switched. I was like, whoa, we're getting on this soulful, just drums, 808 stuff. And man, Jid and Denzel had incredible, 
incredible verses. So Jade, we're waiting for that album, bruv. We're waiting, bruv. But uh, yeah, man, this Denzel's verse is incredible, dude. I love incredible. that. And, and Avery, Avery said the line of the album, dude. Like, man, he has Avery. Bars says, "Run the jewels because I kill a mic on any LP." Woo! That's, that's, just, that's, that's just that's so good. good. It's just so good every time you hear it. Run the jewels because I kill a mic on any LP. That's Crazy. incredible, dude. And honestly, I feel like honestly, it's just oh man, I'm surprised somebody's done that before. Somebody's probably had somebody. Okay, so I want to get back to this because I need to cap off my. I I wasn't hating on Rico. Noah said it way better than I could. It's just that the other verses Are were so good. so good, yeah. That I think and Rico's is just fine. Rico's, Rico yeah, Rico's fine is fine. Track. She got energy. Yeah, it's good. And you, but I think you notice when you have a fine versus like a so good. Yeah. On the same song, that's all. Still yeah. all love for Rico. And that's another thing too. Jid, when Jid's on a song, he usually like steals the show. I feel yeah. like Denzel still had the Denzel best. Denzel kept up. I think yeah, I feel like Denzel had the best personally because he has a tough thing to do. A tough thing to do nowadays, you know what I'm saying? When Jid hops on a song, he has an incredible presence. Be like, oh, let me, you know. Well, that's the thing, J. Cole, exactly. When J. Cole's like, he's like, let me do an extra little thing, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, this song is like, this is this is this is the apex for the album for me. That second half is the apex for the album for me. But yeah. Um, so I mean, what else? I feel like that for me, that was those were sort of the the. I think we've talked about all of my different like highlights I had. I'm trying to go back to the track list to see if there's anything else I want to bring up. Yeah. Um. Another one I enjoyed. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Well, I honestly. Oh, X Wing was really good. X Wing. Yeah, X Wing was really good. I really enjoyed X Wings a lot too. Um, what was the one that was like a? Electric? And I love, I love that I'm now learning all these rappers watching WWE just like me because it was like a solid six years where kids were getting clowned for watching WWE. Well, yeah, that's and the thing. All now these rappers will be having wrestling bars. He in X Wing, he references Rey Mysterio. Griselda has like ten different songs of WWE oh, yeah. references. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm glad we was out. It's here. back now. It's back now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also love the Star Wars reference. Yeah, Star Wars reference for sure. I mean, Denzel's the nerd, which is awesome, but yeah. uh. Yeah, man. I don't know, and I love the close of the the closing of the album, The Ills. I think that's a uh, properly named. Um, yeah, man. Denzel's personal in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. I don't know. He just he's just really on his storytelling, really personal, talking about like what he grew up on, which he's done before, obviously in different ways. But um, I don't know, man. Just behind this different production is really, I don't know. Man, it's more. It's easier to understand what's what's going on because you know when you're just hype all the time. <laughs> You could be like, you can kind of get lost in like just being hype, but um, he's really intentional on in what he's saying on here, and I enjoyed it. And uh, this one of Denzel's best projects, man. I've always been like a, I've always messed with Denzel, but this is like one of my favorite projects for him in the last couple of years. So, so yeah, shout to Denzel, man, what a good project. Really happy for him. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's go ahead and turn to scores then. Uh, so. I gave this one a 7 out of 10 just because I thought it was strong, but my one note was, I think at a certain point, the album's lo-fi soulful production does start to feel a little redundant for me. You know, get I get that may not be everyone, and I do I, it's, I mean, it's the same critique I think J. Cole gets a lot of times, like a for your, eye, for your eyes only which is something that, that comes to mind, like he did it well, but at a certain point, it does start to feel a little bit kind of like you know, samey Amy, um, and that's that's what made me uh, go ahead and give it a seven. Yeah, I gave it eight out of ten. Um, I agree with Nandi. Like some of the slower cuts do feel like they get a little repetitive, so that's why I kind of probably docked those couple points. But the songs I like on here, I really love, and uh, I cannot wait to like go back and re- keep re-listening to it. So, 
Yeah, I think that's a fair criticism too, but I don't know. I feel like Denzel's voice and his delivery is so much more... Like, for example, we talked about Vince Staples before the pod. Like, Vince Staples is really chill, and he has chill beats. It's going to be a chill song. Denzel's going to have chill beats, but his voice is so... And I go back to Troubles. His voice is so... His delivery is so gruff and aggressive, and it makes up for me in terms of energy. But I'm with Avery. 8 out of 10. Really good album from Denzel. Beautiful. Um, now, next on our list is oh, so our podcast store was a seven point six out of ten, which uh, I think I like that. I think that's fitting yeah, for this. That's fair. Um, so our next project now. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. Sorry, oh, why did could've... I think Nigo was next? Okay, so we have whichever one we want to do. Um, Let's talk about Charlie. I'm interested. I'm I'm really I'm really actually interested to talk about this. Let's talk about Charlie. So Charlie XCX. I actually, you know, it's fine. How, Charlie XCX. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel? She released. Uh, I, I feel like I know I always try to challenge myself to knowing like where this an album is and an artist is. This is her seventh seventh album. And seventh? Yeah. You, wow. Seventh? Yeah. That's a lot. And, Yo, these artists wait, are dropping so many albums I'm now. Sorry, her ridiculous. seventh album? Yeah, her first album came out in twenty thirteen. How old is Charlie X here, food? So I'm seeing five. I'm seeing five. This is the fi- either several. Either way there was there was this is there's a lot of them. Five studio albums, four mixtapes, and three EPs. You know, people, you know, what, 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 what are you going to be doing? Um, wow, I didn't realize it she says had that fifth. Many. It says fifth studio album on Wikipedia. Yeah. That's sort of an, that's incredible though. I didn't realize she released so much. But either way, this is a uh, she released her fifth studio album, Crash, uh, which was I think very notable. When I found this out, it did change my perception of things. Is her last album under contract with Atlantic? This is the oh. one out of the deal. And when I found that Uh-oh. out, I was like, oh, a lot of this makes sense now. Um, but I'm going to say Crash is very much so a commercial, like a bubble pop, dance pop commercial album. I think for me, it's the poppiest. I haven't kept up with Charlie intently, but it took me straight back to boom clap to the sound of my art when the beat goes na 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 na. You remember that song? <laughs> remember that? That's where this took me back. And even that feels less pop than this was. Um, oh, this it, is pop to the Avery, extreme. someone who's kept up with her a little bit more, I'm, inter- I'm interested to see how, how you feel this fits in her catalog in that in that sense. Yeah, I always think that Charlie XX had like a reverse trajectory. Well, I thought that up until now. Like she had like a, you know, she started like just in like incredibly mainstream and like had these like very palatable radio hits and like, you know, she was doing Iggy Azalea features, blah, 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 right? <laughs> Yeah, and as like her career grew on, like probably around like 2016, with like when Vroom Vroom came out and Pop Two, like it's she started going to this more niche, like hyper pop direction, and she started kind of like doing her own thing. And I thought that was so interesting. And so like the last four albums before this were just so like just so good. And she was doing all these really cool things that you wouldn't really expect from like a mainstream pop star. And so that all being said, I th- I found this album really disappointing because it's just like she went right back and it's, Damn. It's, i just like why just like why honestly y'all gonna laugh at me this just registered with me that fancy song from iggy azalea that came out forever ago i just that just registered that that was charlie xcx yeah it's her like yeah, that's i why remember she's had a number one that she gets she has to say that i love that's it. that's 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 incredible that's crazy but um, um yeah go ahead namdi wait no no i don't did we get your did we did you have you given intro thoughts yet no i haven't um 
Yeah, man, Charlie XCX. My introduction was uh, two years ago, How I'm Feeling. Uh, Avery loves that album. <clears throat> Me and Namdi famously do not understand the album at all. <laughs> but, 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 I do respect um, the emotion that came across on that, on that album. Because obviously that was a pandemic album. One of the, one of the best, one of the best, like, of doing, like, the pandemic type theme without being super forceful with it. You know, shout out to the baby. No, actually, not shout out. But, um... Um, this one, and maybe this is unfair. I was just like a little disappointed, Avery, in the same sense. Like, I don't know, man. I kind of expected something super unique in the way she was going to be delivering or the concept of this album. And it's really just like a some pop songs, which is fine. It's not bad. They're not the songs are not bad. That's the thing. The songs are not bad. I don't think I hear this and like, man, this is bad music. Yeah. But maybe it's just like you know. And maybe this is unfair. I'll take it if it's unfair. But maybe just from like from how I'm feeling and just like the creativity that went into that and the uniqueness that was into that uh, was not given to this album. And maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's just a testament to how good she is and how like how big our expectations are. But um, I just didn't get that on this album, which, you know, kind of was unfortunate. I think in, in less so than I didn't understand the last project. I think for me, it was an introduction to Hyperpop, which I just hadn't listened to that intently before. And after a yeah, while, we sort of respected her for sort of like being an artist with a big enough name that I recognized who was sort of pursuing this niche style that other people had done, but introducing, I think, a wider audience to it. So I think in my brain, it sort of made me associate Charlie with like that added creativity and sort of being the 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 pop girl who's different sort of thing. And this just is, was a mainstream release. And I, you know, that alone isn't what I what I fault her for, but we'll get into that later. I think let's get into the actual music for a second. Um, mm-hmm. This first song you hear is Crash. And I think that sort of sums up the feel of the album. It's a very, it's a very, very 2010s pop album. Oh, I think yeah. you, from start to finish, you sort of get that. I think there's some songs that sort of give you a more modern twist, a little bit more easier. But for me, the first Crash, New Shapes, Good Ones, that those first three could all have been from like a Katy Perry album in 2014, or like a Pink album oh, in 2015, yeah. or like a Ariana Grande album in 2013. Like you know, it, it all. That's I think that was something that I couldn't escape throughout the project. That all just felt familiar. Nothing really felt that new, and. Um, yeah, I feel, I think those three songs I kind of get that. Beg for you, Rina Sawayama, I do as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't want to say that for all the albums. I do think again, some of the songs I really do like. So Lightning, mm-hmm. I think is the best song on here, and I I don't That's know. My I, least favorite song. Wow, <laughs> talk about it. Talk I about love. It. I the the first song after my first listen that I saved was Lightning. Um, it, it's it's just kind of like '80s pop sound. It still feels fairly commercial, but I do think it felt a little bit um. It just sounded good. I think it sounded good enough to make up for the fact that it was kind of redundant in its feel. I like the hook a lot. Um, y'all know I have an infatuation with lightning in my personal life. So I just also <laughs> have to care for it. Um, and that for me is one that I that one that I really enjoy. But Avery, you didn't like it. I want to hear why. I just think that like a lot of pop stars are doing an 80s sound right now. And yeah. to really sell it, you have to do something new. Like, I think what The weekend is doing is kind of cool. What Dua Lipa was doing is really interesting. And I just don't think this is there at all. Yeah. Like, I just think this is just, like, generic 80s pop trying to sell. Did this feel like try. a reach? Did this feel like a reach? No, it's a reach. It's just, like, it's just, I guess redundant. Redundant is a good word. It just, I don't know. Okay, go just, It didn't add anything to what was already around. Not just by her, but, like, by other pop artists right now. 
Yeah. So you're not you're not like, you're not talking about like, just you're talking about like the overall trend of doing that. The overall trend. Yeah. The overall trend, trend of '80s. Sound and she's just and she right just now. she hopped yeah, on a trend, but I think this whole trend, yeah. album could be designed could be described as like her hopping on a trend a little bit too late. Yeah, that actually means how I would define the entire project. And I hate that this is sounding so negative. I'm trying to find some good, but it really just was like that's the thing. Some songs on here. The songs, like, honestly, and, the thing is, this the songs don't sound bad. You're not. I don't listen to this and be like, man, all this is just like. There's not like honestly, yeah, there's not a lot of though. like just bad. This sounds bad, but it's just like. Something that just doesn't sound, I don't know, man, it just doesn't sound different. Like, this could have been, yeah. if you said, if you put another name on this, you would have been like, oh, that's from her. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, oh, this is, I'm not going to say that. But I don't know, man. It's just from Charlie XCX. I don't know, man. Maybe just we just have higher expectations. And and I think it's also, it's also the fact that, like, if you know, Char- like, Charlie XCX, even before she, like, blew up with Fancy, she's been a writer. She's a, She was, she yeah. was first a songwriter for a very long time. Even on this, she wrote every single song, or at least co-wrote every That's single song. That's impressive. So, I know that. I mean, I'm just I I know that not all these are new. Like I know some of these have to have been old songs that she written. Maybe were sitting, and she was like, "Oh, this is my last contract." <laughs> I'm gonna you know, let's throw it on. I don't know for a fact, but I really suspect that's probably the case for some of these songs. I'm glad um, you gave us that context too about this is her last album on uh, on Atlantic because yeah, then you could say, well, is this just someone who's trying to say you know which we've seen before? You know, I'm really just trying to let's wrap up this contract. Let's get this over. You go yeah. here's your thir- here's your 12 to 15 songs. Let's keep it pushing. Again, I don't know that for a fact, but yeah. I do think that could explain why some of these songs from an artist who I know knows better. From an artist who I know knows how to write pop music and write experimental pop music and creative pop music, you know, it does make you think, you know, why, how did this just, how was this the, you know, the, 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 the final, the final result? Like, I mean, we see not someone who, you know, like, you know, the labels give you writers, the labels is sort of this manufactured act. Charlie XCX is very much so a, a very, I think, forward thinking creative. I, and I think that's why this backward looking album just felt so like it threw me off so much. Yeah. Despite all that, I still do enjoy Back For You featuring Verena Sawayama. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, let's really, talk about that, the songs you like. Let's do that, please. I really do like uh, Back For You. That's a really good one. That that might be my favorite track on the whole project. Uh, good Ones is good, too. I, I, I say the first half is definitely the best half for me. I don't know. The first half is just stronger. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I really do. Those, she nails those the tracks. pop song. She knows how to do yeah, a pop she nails, song, so nothing like, sounds bad. Beg for you is like a really solid song. Like I really enjoyed that. I was like, wow, this is this is good. Amazing and she's too. and she sounds great on there too. Exactly. Rena Sawayama sounds great. Um, I mean, it just wasn't enough. Uh, I things think that my, stood out for me. I think my favorite pop song is Good Ones. Good Ones. That's a good one. Too. I think I like Good Ones a lot. That's the one that I'm like, even though I feel like I heard this before, I want to hear it again. Like, <laughs> I like Good Ones a lot. It's um, and again, I think the first half super strong in that sound. Yuck. I also like Yuck. I, oh I, I, that's like my favorite song y- of the album. Yuck is good. Yuck is good too. Yeah. Yuck like is constant repeat might end up being two of my favorite pop songs. It's, a, the it's year. a solid project. Like if it's just a solid like, oh, this okay. But like I don't know, man. She could have and you know, that's actually on genius. You could see the uh the quote. It says like this album's gonna be super pop tastic or something like that. It's gonna be pop all the way, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So like and, and I don't know, she, man. I guess she accomplished that goal then. And I she, think she I, I do think she another interesting thing is she was recording for this album. It says here in 2020, and the, and the pandemic delayed it, and she spontaneously decided to start working on how I'm feeling now. So I do wonder if, like, you know, that could explain why some of this does feel a little older. Because I'm sure some of these songs, and then if you're starting to record in 2020, you may have some of these may have been written in 2018. You know, so it's like 
I think that that added context sort of helps. Either way, I think the the, the primary thing you're hearing from us is this is a a, pop, a solid pop album from someone who knows how to write and create pop music. She she knows how to nail a pop song like a pop sound down. She gave the goal is a pop tastic album, and she gave us a very pop tastic album. Um, I think it has felt off coming from an artist who is, tends to be so forward thinking. Um, and I think that's why score wise, I want to say I gave it a seven, a six, maybe, honestly. Six, you eight, gave it a six. You, you gave it a six. six. Um, yeah. My last line felt harsh, but I said, I want to see Charlie XX on the forefront of the impending pop wave, not Ooh. at its tail picking up scraps. Yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat. I gave it a six and a half. Um, to me this just sounds like the music that she was making before she decided to start in my opinion becoming a more interesting artist yeah so like i said that i prefer her you know vroom vroom and and um like how i'm feeling now over crash and i said this just feels like a palatable gateway to some of her more interesting music so just considering who it's by it's just disappointing i guess yeah and now i'm great i'm I'm glad you gave that context because uh that context because it's tough like on this end it's like it's tough to be working on an album you wrote it pandemic you work on another project then to come back and try to get in that feeling again it's not an easy thing to do yeah but um yeah i'm with you guys six is kind of six six and a half is where i'm at but uh yeah man. Like i want to say that i made our score what a six point two a six point two out of ten and i do want to say on the other side of this whole charlie xx xx debate about this feeling too commercial and mainstream it's her most commercially successful album today um it debuted at number one at the on the uk album chart her first album to do so uh debuted at number one in, in ireland debuted at number one in australia debuted at number one in uh scotland her first number one in all of these regions or most of them maybe it's doing um, what it's supposed to do west in the u.s it debuted at number seven with thirty-one thousand sold which i want to say good. is her highest charting album today and her first top 10 so i think that's one of those things where you have to consider the business of this industry as well and i'm sure that was part of her calculus too like last contract i need to give him a commercial friendly maybe hit hit album and she, it's her most successful album this yet. album is catchy it's catchy you know? it's easy to listen to for sure so. it's easy to listen to easy to get into you could give it to any like last album how i'm feeling i don't know how to give that to i don't know how i recommend that to but like this one that's like hey yeah. girl you, you want to pop album? oh yeah listen to this oh wait i'm sorry and i also i just saw this from the guardians alex petritus who i think i agree with not only well this is kind of mean he says not only does crash not work or at least not entirely it leaves you wondering about its author's motivations for all the Ooh. messaging around it is sometimes feel less like a smart concept than a shrug the work of art the work of an artist seeing out a fraught five album major label deal with the half-hearted whatever if there's a saving grace here, it's that the Mercurial XCX, now a free agent, will doubtless will doubtlessly return with something more interesting sooner rather than later. I yeah. agree with all of that. I guess that, that is like kind of the solace that I feel like whatever she puts out next will be super interesting. I hope. Yes. It that is like harsh, that should but probably that's be how it goes. So maybe maybe just show us something independently, which would be amazing. So. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I was like, well, she just goes independent. She feels like honestly, she feels like that kind of artist anyway. I agree. Like the fact that she's like popular like this like the fact that she was on fancy kind of blew my mind because i even registered with me but like yeah she has such a unique like position a, you know yeah yeah dude like she, it's like she could really be in like a maybe this is a bad uh but you know like mac miller he was like the independent guy that was like po like popular enough like i don't know man or mm -hmm. maybe like a chance obviously she's better than chance sorry chance but uh 
I don't know. She's in a unique position to be like do her own thing and still be just as popular as she yeah. was. Or maybe Which get is... a record deal that gives her more creative freedom. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that too. That maybe too. That's that too. That too. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that was Charlie XKS's crash. Our last album we're gonna be talking about is I Know Nigo by Nigo. Nigo, Nigo, Nigo. Oh. I know Nigo by Nigo. <laughs> I know he was thinking about it the whole time. He was like, I panic every time I say this man's name because I don't, I just, you know, from the English language grammar we're taught, it's Nigo because of the O at the end, but this also is in an American name. So <laughs> I need to not be ignorant of Nigo. Um, okay, so Nigo, who is a Japanese fashion designer, hip hop head, DJ, um, put out, I want to say his second. The first, the first project was like a bunch of instrumentals. So like, no, there was, like, we, we checked this. See, there was some rapping on that too. Um, yeah, it wasn't all. Honestly, it sounded like rock, kind of rock-ish. Like yeah, there, well, there was there was vocals on it because I remember the last time we talked about it, I didn't remember, so I went back and listened to some of them. Um, but this, it wasn't this. It wasn't like what I feel like is a tour de force of hip hop's like biggest. Oh yeah, yeah. Biggest like acts. Um, current at least current biggest acts over the course of like 12 songs uh, i want to say i want to say this was interesting because for someone who may be young and this may speak to our age and ignorance it was sort of like who is who is nigo why does he have all this juice nigo why does he have all this juice to get all this on his album um and then once you figure out that he apparently was the fashion guy for a lot of these artists it makes and it still is uh it makes it make so much more sense uh, so what did you guys think of uh, this project? Uh, it starts with, you know, I think the stars of it are ASAP, Rocky, and Tyler, the creator, each of, with the, mm-hmm. each of who appear on two songs. Um, what what yeah, were your thoughts? Um, I said this in my newsletter. I think uh, people's expectations of compilations are always bigger than they should be. Because, like, over the course of history, people have been, like, releasing compilations albums and be like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever. All these amazing artists. And it rarely really lives up to that like dreamville obviously was like maybe one of the best case scenarios because that was really good but like more times than not compilations are not as good as people expect them to be and i think this one was a solid you know entry in terms of compilations because usually compilations are like 18 tracks are really long this was a nice 12 tracks which i'm happy about because sometimes like you know even though with dreamville you know, because we're familiar with a lot of those artists. That was a lot of music to digest and you could get lost in like, who's on what, who's on, you know, who's here. This one's 12 tracks. There's not a lot of artists compared to like some of those other albums. Um, and I thought this was really, really solid. That got better over time. I think uh, my first listen, I was like, man, those first, those first three tracks, Lost and Found Freestyle, Aria and Punchbowl, really, really strong. And then the middle, entries i kind of got lost with and then it's like come on let's go which is a song that's like the biggest song from here that people enjoy the most i would think because it's just tyler doing his thing i go ahead go ahead no no finish finish that thought yeah but i was saying like after multiple listens i enjoyed you know some of the songs i enjoyed even more like uh more tonight <laughs> that's a banger dude teriyaki voice that's yeah, a banger which is neat that... uh uh Nigo that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. That was a that was a good one. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, hear me clearly too. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, that was a really good one too. Um, but yeah, man. Even paper plates, I enjoyed too. But uh, yeah, man. Like it just got better with each listen. And functional attic, I thought was really solid too. But because uh, you know that was actually, and somebody else said this in one of their newsletters. But that's one of Gunna's like better features that he's had. Yeah. But um, yeah. I thought it was really really solid. You know what I'm saying? I didn't expect like some concept or something deep you know it's just some good songs with some good artists and i enjoyed it 
I feel like thinking of this as a compilation album, I guess it's technically right, but different for me because I feel a lot of the albums you're talking about are like labels. So it's like, Fair. I don't know. I think it's it, the motivations are different and that, that could speak to why they're like, they tend to be longer and have a whole bunch of people and they're always disjointed. That's a good point. This is like, was made for the specific purpose of what I think was, I mean, he previewed 10 of them during his uh, fashion show uh, when he was yeah. doing his autumn winter collection. Um, so it felt... I think that's why sonically honestly i don't think it felt like disjointed that much josh see that's one of the things i kind of give it a, a, a my hat off to it for like this felt like it could have actually been an album and i wouldn't feel like this is like a you know a random playlist of songs um i think that's this, fair this that's makes sense like i think like for instance going from like lost and found freestyle to aria i think like it's a punch bowl and then you know sort of the next chapter chapter of the album with functional addict and want it bad and then more tonight like i think those were all very intentional sonic decisions because those first three are very very like rap the next three are kind of like poppy um so those are all things that i kind of noticed um and i really liked functional addicts is actually one of my favorite songs on here i really liked it i was very impressed by you know pharrell again has been killing his features lately but gonna uh, based on our intro you can imagine i don't always uh love his features and i think this was one that he actually did perform really well on the only song that i really just didn't like was want it bad which i hate because i love kid cuddy but the problem is it just felt so like old old kid cuddy that could have been on like man, one of the man on the moons like that it yeah. just did not feel that's an old song yeah <laughs> like it just like did song. not feel like this was this was really being made in 2022 and if kid cuddy is still making music like this in 2022 we don't need an album of this like it's time to buddy something oh, i love you Hey, a new signature style <laughs> you know like like i'm for i cop i go hard for kid cuddy i was a fan of passion pain and demon slam and when everybody else hated it you do go hard you know, i you know i even liked it when he made that rock turn his his folk oh, rock no. turn but i was there that. for all of that because at least you know because at least he was experimenting and being different this badly this Very is badly. like is old this is 2009 yeah I in 2009 so that was like my one real beef and of course y'all know i wasn't feeling remember which i hate it doesn't for the pop we all smoke we all feel the same way but for the pop smoke posthumous tracks remember actually isn't the worst i think it, it sounds it sounds good my beef is just that it was it's unnecessary like what was nico's connection to pop smoke like what what makes this genuine what makes this anything other than like oh let's yeah. get pop smoke on it because we, we want to drill song and i, I think that's the most unless well, there's something i, I, I don't know which i'll eat my words it just feels like cheap at this point it's just I annoying agree. it's just annoying it's it's annoying at this point i agree like i don't see pop smoke on an album now and get like it's just like i kind of dread getting to that song you know it's like, just like i don't know i don't know man i feel like his manager the guy victor victor uh, what's his name crap victor stone, stone i don't i don't remember victor victor whatever his name is i forgot his name the manager he was manager of pop smoke he needs to just cut it off dude like it's getting weird at this point like i said this in the newsletter too it's not even clear if he was like cool with nico like i didn't see them hanging out like i don't know man like it just like i don't see pop smoke i didn't see pop smoke hanging out with pharrell and asap and tyler and those guys and like it just didn't even feel like he's a, he was a part of this group other than victor was his uh I, I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry that my his name is uh slipped my mind but uh that he's been part of this little clique or whatever but uh I, I'm with you, Namdi, all the way. It's just weird at this point. I don't think it should have been on here at all. The song's not bad, but like, it just, not, to me, it's in bad taste. Not to mention, I think Heavy, which has Lil Z Vert and is also a drill song, was a good drill song. Y'all could have just did that. Honestly, it, gr it grew on me a little bit more. It grew on me more. We we really weren't feeling that song when it first came out. 
but uh hey, well, I was see you right you're right that's right <laughs> I was it, 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 I was like it's not all that for me but uh it, it grew on me but um yeah man I don't know like the, the, the reason I feel like this is a compilation it, it's set like a compilation even though I feel like sonically I feel like they were really intentional with the artists they got with the kind of sound they do because even though come on let's go it's just a song with Tyler and if you go on his YouTube it's on his thing it's not like oh Nigo Tyler it's just like Tyler come on let's go it feels like just a Tyler song they just put on here honestly and it's like Nigo is like a part of it you know what I'm saying that's what it feels more like of that please <laughs> Avery said please give me that give me, all give me that it. please but um another song uh I did want to mention Avery you said you didn't like this song earlier Punchbowl you said that song had to go oh, Nigo, I think did he own Bape at one point like yeah, he's a creator of Bape. He's a creator oh, of Bape. Wow. He's a creator of Bathing Ape. And, wow, that's amazing. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, exactly. He's a creator of Bathing Ape. That's why him and Pharrell were cool with like all the ice cream stuff and you know all that I stuff. Like you know, building a voice club. Yeah, I really enjoyed that song. Uh, the, the clips really did their thing. And that's another person. I think Pulisha T did his thing on this with Punchbowl and Hear Me Clearly. I think those are nice really really good songs. No malice. Well. No malice, not malice. Not malice, so, no malice. Honestly, that's hilarious. Honestly, <laughs> and wait, can hilarious. I can I quickly shout out Nigo? Nigo, I, I do want to point out he's not a DJ Khaled here. Apparently, he does produce, so you know yeah. he, did, he did production on uh, on a lot of these, and I just think that's an important thing to flag. You know what I love? Anybody with money can make an album. You gotta you gotta clarify when you're actually involved. You know what I love? Everybody doing a DJ Khaled type thing better. Like DJ Drama is like better than him because he has a series of like. <laughs> You know, Gangster Girls mix up and Nigel's actually doing production. DJ Khaled's like, yeah, I just talk. Um, I just well, talk. Okay, well, I'm not going. I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to fire shots. My guy, DJ. He is the Drake of doing this. So let's, you know, let's. You <laughs> he know, said the Drake. He's the Drake of the compilation album. If that's oh yeah, the compilation album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, the, for sure. He's the commercial king. He's the one who gets the number ones. So yeah, I'm, I'm putting some respect on his name. I I have um, respect for DJ Khaled since he said Tyler was weird and then Tyler blew his ass out in the first week. Remember that? I remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great that was a great moment was that was a great moment him. he yeah. was mad he was like this weird music out. get it out of my face he didn't blow him out but it was funny it was funny no. though because he was like man I'm about to kill him in the. he was like I'm about to kill him in the first week sale but the problem is DJ Khaled started thinking that formula would work and he get whatever big name artist and that'll give him a number one and that's it don't work no more because it got repetitive <laughs> so shout out to Nigo for at least keeping it fresh Nice. Yeah. yes okay Nigo so, you got it you got it you got it man you got it Um, I feel like we hit on all the songs you want to get to scores yeah um so what did i actually don't now upon this i think i may have run too low on this thing well you with the highest bro no i feel i feel okay with this i gave it a seven and a half and uh, one i started with the pop smoke thing that pops uh, pop smoke inclusion is going to get you a ding for me especially if it doesn't feel genuine because at this point you just need to let the man rest it's 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 too much it feels weird it feels like you're not just extending his legacy but that you're sort of just like exploiting it for the sake of extra be really screen. intentional with the features and, he's on like make it it yeah. has to be exactly right and this just doesn't feel like that this again it felt cheap um i liked a lot of the features i don't think i think most of it did a very good job i think ultimately the reason why i i gave it a couple dings is because you know i have to ask is this something that i see being super duper memorable um and that i will i found that i'm gonna find myself coming back to as the year goes on not really i'm not sure that's what nigo set out to do though so i will give him that you know that that you know that point but i do think it's a very fun listen so i i, I went with the seven and a half yeah i gave it a seven i think this album's just like it's just super solid um there's some songs i really like there's some songs i really don't like want it bad and heavy i just i do not like it all um but, and then obviously, like we said, the pop song thing is just weird at this point and needs to stop. 
but come on let's go is like probably my favorite rap song of the year so far Clear, hear me clearly is really good which i think kanye produced and then aria is really good as well so it's just, kanye it's produced just really hear me clearly? i think kanye produced hear me clearly wow that's a great produced track um so I just like I don't know it's just super solid I think there's come on let's go I just love a lot like a lot so that's if there's one song I'm gonna remember by December it's that one so, so I yeah man this album's really really solid um yeah man going to the pop up was fun that was super did do that super cool we went to the pop up that was cool uh, great memories great great little art thing that was going on there super dope stuff but um yeah I'm with you Avery seven uh the songs I don't like I'm just not gonna go back to like. Honestly, I said heavy grow me. I'm not gonna go back to that. Remember, I'm not gonna go back to, and when it bad, I'm not gonna go back to. So, but everything else, like come on, let's go. I'm, I'm gonna go back to that. Hear me clearly. I enjoy that. The opening track I love, Aria. That might be my favorite still, because yeah. I just love ASAP's energy on there and the pianos on there sound great. So, seven out of ten feels just about right. And uh, yeah, cool. It's a collective <laughs> so seven point two from the '97 demo. Which Just feels right. I like. Oh, I think at the end of the day, I like all of our scores. Uh, I do too. Go around, um, and I love. I, I love when we get to do this. This our roundup episodes because it's just a fun way to talk on, touch on four albums that we all like. Um, at the end of the day, because I do think we only review albums that we like in some capacity. Um, I agree. Albeit we, we give it note. So that was our March review roundup. Um, hope you like it. Give us our. Give us your thoughts. And again, if you want to read it, check us out at the ninety seven demo um, so on to industry highlights. Um, a couple of things we can talk about on the Hot 100. Big Lotto, who we didn't review her album, which uh, seven 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 I want to say it was called. We didn't review that, but uh, she that was also a March re- uh, release that got a lot of love. But she debuted her song Big Energy has jumped to number three. That's her highest charting song. It of course is the song that flips Mariah Carey's fantasy. I think they put out a remix, which may have been why this kind of bumped Ooh. up so much uh, with Lotto and Mariah Carey. Um, so top three, I hope she gets number one um, because that I think is a very uh, good achievement for her, and it's a catchy song. They played it at the game yesterday, Avery. You know, mm-hmm. Lotto out in New York. Oh, okay, okay, girl, do the thing. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the chart I feel hasn't really changed that much. The songs that are bigger still big. The weekend I'm happy to report is still here with "Save Your Tears" at number seventeen. That's still making Great it. Song. It is moving higher with "Enemy." Uh, his his song with Imagine Dragons now at number five. Uh, I would love oh, wait, to get number one. I would oh, that's love so her. dope. Uh, I don't know it would be crazy. There's a world here where Jake get a number one with that song before Jake Paul has got a number one. Oh, 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 oh. Not comparing, just saying that's interesting. Did you guys uh-oh. listen to this song? Which, Which one? one? Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? like it? You don't like I it? Like it? I like when Jake goes rock. Avery, you don't like Avery. it? Go ahead. No, I don't like it. But wow. I'm happy for Jid. I'm happy for Jid. Honestly, so. like... I know this song is not for me, but I'm really happy for Jay that he's doing his thing, and he's getting some. Uh, Imagine Dra- Dragons tends to do that. Funny that they're the band that rappers kind of. That's the, exactly that's the band that rappers like. Oh man, like Kendrick Lamar had one. Well, he has that. He has that oh. iconic Grammys performance. Uh, yeah, which is actually that's really good. So that's iconic. Yeah, that's that's, Imagine that's honestly Kendrick Lamar gave us that performance, and and, and Future and Gunna was out here just doing half of a two well, step to push. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. That's like the best case scenario. Avery, would you agree of like of rap? Imagine gra- uh, rap. See, that's, the, that's the thing though is that that performance is really good, and then they came out with like a recorded song that was not good. Oh, it wasn't. So, good. <laughs> so the the live performance was because it was great, 
Because it was more Kendrick. It was just more Kendrick released. just doing his thing. It was more Kendrick just doing his thing, honestly. Wait, no, hey, look, Imagine Dragons, fine. Whatever, cool. Like, You're not a big fan? Not a big fan? I just, their music is kind of generic for me, but... Wow. Damn. Wow. Hey, if people crazy. like them, I've seen them live. Like, I, you know, I've given them my oh, money, you know, like Wow. That's tough. It's fine. They're fine. Avery's, man. Avery, tough to... The Russian Avery judge. I've seen them live, but I'm still going to diss them. That's Avery is crazy. a Russian judge. Hey, look, the they have judge. a song called Amsterdam that I love. If I have to give... One song? You like one song out of the millions yeah, of songs they put out? Wow. Russian judge over here, Avery. So, I guess, other thing I want to flag isn't on this chart, but according to Hip Hop by the numbers yeah i think that's that account jack harlow with first class earned uh the mm. second biggest spot okay so i fact checked this they said it was the second biggest spotify opening ever uh with 10.4 million streams in 24 hours i knew that was off because butter by bts i want to say did like 11 million and then i don't care just to be an ed sharon also did like 10.7 or something so i think it's the highest opening for a rap song the third generally still very impressive for a song that i've seen kind of mixed reactions to on twitter um so i guess this is, what, what, what do y'all what do y'all what do y'all make of that jack carlos has a lot of energy a lot of uh, charisma he's a funny guy he's a good looking dude i get it you know he has a lot of swag a lot of personality he's feeling himself and uh you know i saw a lot of people on tiktok especially people like man this thing is garbage i saw a particular tiktok that said it was bad but jack Harlow make it makes hits man dude has swag like people just want to hate on him like remember when the album cover came out and people the last yeah. one and it was like uh they saw the black leg and people used to people was like i want to be mad but i can't you know what i'm saying dude's just yeah. doing his thing living life and i respect him for that so good job Jack he can, he can promo the hell out of a song and i yes my thing is like just don't ruin white man can't jump <laughs> <laughs> no for real no like i think like jack carl's a fine artist like he he's has fine that's what he's two fine. He's fine. really great songs and like one of them he's featured on. Nail Tech is uh, good. Nail Tech is a banger, dude. Nail Tech's good. I just Nail Tech is people a banger, have dude. such high expectations for Jack Harlow. And I have Big. to imagine it's because of how well he promotes his stuff and how like he knows how to harness the hype around him. Dude, everybody can't be Drake where like we have these expectations of him as an artist and as a pop star. Like Yeah. Well think about let's not, I don't even think we're doing that. Drake I know, is I, a I think it's I agree. Uh, finish your thought. Finish your thought. I was gonna I say is like Drake. Drake has the incredible of like we're so we get like remember our last time we got disappointed in him because we think he's so he he has so much potential as like an artist because he he takes chances even though he misses like he takes and chances with his sound way, and he's proven it to us. I think we have this unrealistic expectation of like these dudes have to be these incredible artists that we haven't heard before type thing, and that's just not true. Jack Harlow's just a fine. He's not an incredible, like I mentioned. He's not like a next level jid where like he's this rising pop star and I mean a um, rapper in like terms of lyricism. Jack Harlow can rap well. He's like um Jack Harlow. Trying to think. Jack Harlow's good. He's good. Yeah, he I'm like, well. this he has sounds good like voice. we're underselling Jack Harlow. No, Jack and Harlow like, is just no. He's fine. He's good. good. He's good. He's just good. But my thing he's is, really y'all good. say this isn't to me. I this isn't an ex like oh our expectations are too high. No, I think we expect good music. That's it. That's the only. That's, I don't. I'm not looking at Jack Harlow to be Drake. I'm not looking at Jack Harlow to be Jake. But people don't like this song though. But people think all this those is trash. People like, all those people, people think exist. first class is trash. I haven't seen anyone say it's trash. I've heard people that say that it's I've not that. it. I think sure me personally, I would point to this song as like an example of like why I think Jack Harlow is, is probably going to make it and he's talented because mm-hmm. I think it, t- it requires an ear to flip a sample like this. This, is a, I think yeah, this next album better way. perform well. Ooh. I think it's I think it's a it's a good it's an interesting flip of Glamorous by Fergie 
Um, I, I don't think it sounded repetitive. I think it's catchy and it has a hook. And I think he has of a base. Great. So I think Jack Harlow probably gets hate because at the end of the day, he's a white rapper making it right now and doing really well. Um, Could you guys see me and Jack Harlow being nominated for best rap album? Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't like if he if he comes out with a good one, yeah. I, mean, I, I forgot Cardi B. I forgot. Like, <laughs> I forgot Cardi B has almost won. I thought she was gonna win that one year, but she did win. She did win. Oh crap, yes. that happened. Invasion <laughs> of privacy. Yeah. No, I'm uh-huh. not happy because wasn't J Cole nominated that year? Was no, it but my remember? thing is even with that, I mean, half of the songs from that album went to number one. So like, I acknowledge, True. even True. though like it wasn't my pick, I acknowledge that like that's a fair win. And I think it's the same thing with Jack Carlo. It's like. All people, all I want from someone is to put out a song that doesn't sound like the same thing I've heard from everybody else and sounds different. And I think if you can get that done, it's cool. Jack only got swag, that. man. That man got, got swag, style. Man. Not got to mention, I will always give him points for being one of the only new rap artists or just rap artists generally to not care about Lil Nas X being gay or at least not secure enough in their masculinity to do a performance on the stage or be in a video and wear, you know, wearing a pink jumps, jumpsuit and oh, not yeah, yeah. care about it. Like just have it like that requires And that's why people don't understand why these women be so, this, these girls be so thirsty, these women, excuse me, be so thirsty for Jack Harlow is because people see like that. He has a great voice. You're securing yourself. You ain't insecure. It's the people the people I'm worried about Ooh. are the ones who are out here who get who get pressed easily about why is that man dancing like that? I don't like that no more. I want to see it. It's like, why do you care so much about Jack Harlow got you swag, know, man. He has a great voice. He's funny as hell with Drewski. Him and Drewski are funny yeah, as hell when the they Drewski do their interviews. Segment. He, uh, him and Doja, personality matters a lot in the Ooh. in the TikTok era. And I think they absolutely have nailed like their absolutely. He's killing on TikTok too. He has a TikTok. Should I follow him? Should we follow him? I'm sure TikTok's part of the reason the song is doing so well. Yeah, but that's been a lot on Jack Carlo. Yeah. Um, we, we spent a lot of time on it. On the on the Billboard 200, just to round up some of the albums we've talked about, I know Nigo, I know Nigo, but Nigo debuted at number 13, which I thought was pretty good uh, for him. Uh, mainstream sellout by Machine Gun Kelly debuted at number one, and the week that just ended, yeah. by the way, Mainstream, Shru- mainstream sellout debuted sellout. at number one. Um, you also have, uh, like I said, Nigo at 13, Nigo at 13, Lotto at 15 with 24 around 24,000 sold so i think very good for lotto um you have uh denzel uh oh. at number 51 oh damn number oh, 51 fighters at 18. i think that's good uh, is, is, is denzel signed is he independent what is he what is, what is he what's this what's his deal uh i don't i'm i'm not sure uh that's, but that's where he was i will say the food fighters the iron light of i think uh the passing of Taylor Hawkins, uh, their greatest oh, yeah. hits album is what was that? Eighteen, you said Avery. Yes. Yeah, eighteen. Was that the one, Avery? That was the same one you had a couple weeks ago, right? It yeah, bounced it from one hundred and forty-seven. Dope, um, dope, dope, dope. So definitely people listening and uh, sad about that. Next week, apparently, the Red Hot Chili Peppers is supposed to debut at number one with eighty-three thousand, according to Hip Hip Hop or Hits Daily Double. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are number one with 83,000 sold. Uh, D-Day, a Gangsta Grills mixtape featuring uh, Dreamville. Is there any guesses of where you think that's going to be? Oh, I think I saw this. Is it? Okay, so just whatever. Between oh, 4. Eight, 7 right and there. 9, I think. It's going to oh, be is, at right number there. 8, uh, with 30, around th- expected to have around 32,000 sold. Um, and We Are by John Batiste, Batiste is not going to debut. 
That's not true because it debuted before and peaked to number 86, but is expected to re-enter the chart at number 22 after his uh, Grammy, his, his Grammy album of the year win. Namdi, Namdi, that's your best call of last year. You said this album. You said, guys, do not be surprised when this album wins album of the year. Namdi called it months ago. While he said, I need to find that clip because I knew from that it's a great album. It really is a really good album. He called um, it. He he was like, y'all, when it when it ends, Namdi said, don't be shocked. He said it. Oh, let's talk about sour. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I know. I was I was in the camp of believe Rodriguez gonna sweep. That's what I thought. Um. Okay. So products of the week, people. You know what? I realized that I haven't had like one of these old like '90s rap albums on here in a while. I think the last one I did was like uh, I don't remember, maybe Wu Tang a while ago. But yeah, Hard Turn by Gangstar. It's obviously DJ Premier and crap. I always forget his name. Sorry guys, I forgot the name that uh this group makes up of. Uh, DJ Premier, DJ Premier, DJ Premier. And Guru, Guru, who's now dead, rest in peace. But um, yeah, this is one of their best albums. This is like their second best album. Um, yeah, man, I really love this album a lot. It's DJ Premier. You guys should know who he is. Um, and yeah, it's just really freaking good. A standout song on here with the NBA playoffs coming off is uh, what's the name? Now you're mine. It's basically like this cool thing where they're talking about basketball and you know basically getting a fight, which is really cool. And you probably, you guys have probably heard this song like Mass Appeal. That's a really popular uh thing that people sample. And Code of the Streets that's been used in like in a bunch of like '90s movies and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Gangstar, really great album. Um, Hearts Earn is named album, but Gangstar is a group. So yeah, check that out. I project week is Zoo by Denzel Curry. Um. Yeah, just like this was his last album before the one we just talked about. Um, but yeah, it's just a banger of an album. Great gym it's short album. too. Yeah, great gym album. Yeah, it's like thirty minutes. Great. Uh, so if you just need someone to hype you up, listen to this album. Specifically, the songs "Ricky" and "Carol Mart" are two of my favorites. So, um, listening to Charlie XCX's album made me think of my favorite 2010s pop album, which is. Born this way by Lady Gaga, so I'm gonna put some songs on that album on our playlist. Great album. You Yo, and I is on this album, right? First of all, and I is on that album. First of all, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I was gonna say we're old, dude. 2010 feels like if you say it to like a 14 year old, they're like, "Dang, you're old." They're like, "You was alive in 2010." You was alive in 2010. I was two. I was barely even alive. I know it's humbling. Crazy. It's humbling, it's humbling cause 2010. You're like, man, we're in the tens. <laughs> man, we're old. Um. But ladies and gents, with that one and maybe I think maybe an hour, right? Maybe no, a little over, probably over, a little over hour-ish episode uh, that wraps up this episode of the '97 demo. Thank you for watching. As always, please like, share, subscribe. Find us on all social platforms at the '97 demo. We read our Substack, the '97 demo.substack.com, and you know, just enjoy your week. Stay positive. Let's stay happy. We're in spring now. You know, everyone does. Everyone does. Get positive this week, guys. Get positive.